live coming to you broadcasting from west virginia and kentucky this is the blue ribbon podcast i'm chris he's larry brought to you by pittsburgh power larry's full of energy coming off a relaxing weekend in chicago <laughs> celebrating 46 years of wedded bliss uh which only proves that mary lou long is a saint um, absolutely <clears throat> i can vouch to that so we're uh you know we're we're a day late here and a dollar short we're usually on sundays this is monday but we had to uh we had to make room for larry's trip and his anniversary so we didn't have much of us a, a real topic scheduled for tonight so this is just kind of be an open show and uh let it go where it goes um it's the it's the open topic open mic night yeah so we'll kind of let y'all run the show tonight whatever questions you have we had a question come in from facebook uh uh this weekend um and can I, we'll, can I interrupt we'll go you? over that yeah well yeah go ahead like and subscribe please like and subscribe it's really important helps the algorithm yeah the al- algorithm and the the ones let's, and the zeros let's just charge more money you know right for doing this every week you know so <clears throat> yeah well i had i had a weekend you know uh orientating a new driver orientating uh, that's orientating. That word? indoctrinating orienting orienting i like orientating i like that a lot better has more syllables here in west virginia we usually do away with syllables i figured i'd add a couple you know make it up the difference um <clears throat> you know i had a, had a guy in the, the dry cleaning business you know we typically hire um, easy minimum wage folk okay right <laughs> he said now these these pair of pants here they need to be alterated <laughs> i said do they now yeah. can we just alter them maybe could they just be altered maybe an altered state when Don't my the customer said they need to be alterated when my, my father-in-law built my mother-in-law's house that she's living in now, back in 2014, he brought it this beautiful wood flooring. I mean, it's gorgeous. And he stacked it all up and they said, well, when are you going to, when are you going to put that down? And he goes, well, I got to get, I, I got to let it get alienated for a while. And we said, what? He said, alienated. I said, acclimated. <laughs> he said, yeah, close enough. <laughs> so can I put a picture of, of me and my lovely bride? Can you get you, that in there? Somewhere? You can. Uh, can I do that? Well, Mr. let me think. Well, let me. It's think on my desktop. It. it is on your desktop. Okay. Uh, open it up on your desktop. All right. It's a and then hit and then hit share, and it Where? should give you an option. You've got share screen down there, right? Got it. Got it. Okay. Hit share screen. All right. And then it should give you an option for a window, and you should see the window there that has that picture in it. Yeah. And uh, and then hit share. There it is. Well, that's your whole screen, but that's close enough. Everybody, that's Mary Lou. There you go. Let's make it bigger. <clears throat> How have you kept her roped into this for 46 years? You know, I ask myself that frequently. <laughs> hey, the kid cleans up pretty good, doesn't he, though? Well, you know, not too bad. Is there a way I can zoom in on that? Well, uh, not easily. No, not easily. Okay. Oh. You're about to listen. You're just about to get out of control. Right. You better quit while you're ahead. All right, I'll stop. Okay. 
<clears throat> uh, well, let's get to this question because this, this could take a minute. Uh, but it, but it's a great question. We got a, a, a Facebook messenger question. Uh, and I did away with his name. So I apologize for that. Um, I would appreciate it if you could talk some about what to look for or avoid when leasing to a company. I don't qualify for Landstar since my OTR isn't recent enough. I know that since you guys are at Landstar and it works for you, uh, that you will lean that way, but I'm sure there are others like me that listen in. In all my searching, I can't find anybody talking about leasing on where they are not talking about a lease purchase. I have a paid for lunatic truck. Nobody is talking about leasing on when you already own a truck. I have a couple regional companies interested and I want to be educated as I can be as I move forward. Um, so I have the experience of being leased to Land, uh, Anderson and Landstar. You have the experience of being leased to, uh, what was it? UPS and, uh, transport America, transport America. Yes. UPS freight, UPS freight. And what uh, was that moving company? We can't ever remember <laughs> United Allies. Atlas, Atlas, Atlas. Atlas and, uh, and the process and, is and, and FedEx, FedEx custom critical. Right. Oh yeah. And, and transport America. Right. So the okay. process is generally very sim similar. Um, I, in my experience with both ATS and Landstar, they wanted an inspection of the truck first. The truck had to pass a DOT inspection. So when Landstar does it, it has to be at a Landstar approved location. Um, Anderson did it with a bunch of crooks at a Freightliner dealership that they owned. Um, so you're, they're going to want a clean inspection. They're going to, they're going to want a copy of your 20 there. Matt, there he is. Matthew. I'm not going to try to butcher your last name. Um, <clears throat> uh, they're going to want a copy of the 2290. Uh, they're going to want an inspection. They're probably going to maybe want to see some insurance. If you, unless insurance is part of the package, like it is here at Landstar, once you're leased on your trucks, insured bobtail physical damage, uh, and then they carry the cargo. Um, they will want to see a copy of the title. Um, obviously your qualifications as the driver. Um, and then whatever other, you know, but you need to know who's going to pay for the plate, you know, is, 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 is the plate a part of your percentage? You know, there are some carriers that'll like pay mileage, but they'll pay all your plates and permits here. We, we play, we pay for the plate. I think it's what 1850 and then 200, no 16 something. I can't remember. Um, but we pay for the plate and then we pay $200 a year for permits. So you need to ask them as a part of the contract that I suggest you read before you sign it would probably be a good idea. I mean, I know most people don't do that because that's just dumb. Why, why would you read a, a contract that you're going to sign? Um, <clears throat> here, here, here's the hard, I, I, I don't, I don't think he's concerned about the mechanics of how to lease it on. I think what he's getting at is how do you decide? How, how do you mm. choose? What, what criteria do you look at to choose one carrier over another? You know, Mm -hmm. And uh, I've heard Kevin talk about talk about it for years and years and years. About it. It's almost like a reverse interview. You know, you have to go to them. You have to sit down and interview them and ask them, you know, what, you know, all these questions. Um, because you're getting ready to start a relationship that you're again, you're going to you're going to sign a lease agreement to do that. But here's what I find is really, really hard to do. And that is to compare 
two different carriers mm-hmm. because it's really hard to compare the apples and the apples and the oranges and the oranges because so much of it is is uh, is mingled together. And let me give you an example. Okay, I see a lot of carriers that talk about how they pay for IFTA. Okay, mm-hmm. I've never ever seen a carrier that actually pays for IFTA. They'll say that. But what they mean is they're not going to pass on the overage or the shortage to you after the IFTA report is filed. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a far different cry than saying I'm going to pay IFTA because when you buy fuel, every gallon you pump in your truck has an IFTA charge attached to it. Mm-hmm. Now, I've never seen a carrier ever write me a check back for one, for one of those. Oh, here's your money back for all the IFTA you paid for. So those are the kinds of things that you have to actually, you have to just make a comparison and, and you have to be able to separate all these things that are bundled. Okay. Because one company, you know, a lot of people come to Lancer and talk about how they nickel and dime you. All right. Well, here's the other thing about that, you know, um, and we'll talk about Landstar because that's what we know. But we, we, you know, and we know that when you come to Landstar, you're going to sacrifice 35% of the revenue that the load carries in exchange for X, Y, Z, and A, B, C. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have to look at another carrier that says, oh, we're going to give you 80% of revenue. But here's what you have to do. So you have to put a value on all those things and see that 80% of that number is better than 65% of this one's number. So mm-hmm. that's what's really, that's what takes the work. And that's what you have to actually sit down and compare each individual thing unbundled so that you can compare the value of the cost. And some of this is going to require you having to go out and shop it because if we're going to throw in a benefit, like, for example, I don't know, um, um, trailer rental, okay? In mm-hmm. Landstar, we don't pay for trailer rental but we pay 35% of the load. So you have to look and say, okay, you're going to get 8% of the load over here, but you're going to have to pay $200 a month or a week or whatever for the trip. So all that has to be unbundled and a value has to be added to each line item so that when it's all said and done, then you can see what the difference is. And that's just the money part of it. But that's certainly not everything. I mean, you've heard me say over and over and over and over and over again, I would never be anywhere but Landstar. But... There's a lot of things about Landstar that I call them out on. You know, I'm not the Pollyanna that some of the people on the Landstar Facebook pages are, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I said over and over again, I'll never win the truck. They'll never, ever see me in the five finalists of, of getting the truck, okay? Because they damn sure don't want to take a chance on me winning, you know. So, um, but, uh, you know, even with that being said, the benefits far outweigh the things that I don't like about Landstar. Now, unlike other people, I don't come to Landstar and be here three weeks and come up with all these ideas about how to fix it. You know, uh, it's worked fine before I got here. It's working fine since I've been here. I've just learned how to work inside the system. So, you uh, you know, you have to just put a number to each of the different aspects of the relationship. And then at the end of the day, it's not always about the money anyway. Because there's, you, you know, as you well know, there's lots of people that come to us that make more money somewhere else, but they're not happy. You know, they're horribly mm-hmm. upset and they'd be willing to do anything and make less money to have a better situation. So it's all said and done is how they treat you. You know, if you're, if you're talking to a recruiter and his lips are moving, you know what he's doing, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, have to understand that, you know, talk to drivers, don't talk to recruiters, talk to dispatchers if you can. 
don't talk to recruiters. Um, but and ask just, to see the contract. Absolutely, absolutely. And ask to take ask to take it with you. If they will not release it out of the room, run. Mm-hmm. Okay, run. Uh, there's a reason why they don't want you to take it somewhere else and read it or have it read, because there's stuff in there that you would not sign if your lawyer saw it. So, uh, and if you don't understand it, go pay a lawyer a couple hundred bucks to read it to you. Okay, uh, it's it would be a lot better then sign a 39-page lease agreement and then two weeks later get on get on Facebook and bitch about why Landstar does this and why, why Landstar does that. And why don't they give – since fuel's so high, why don't they give us the bigger part of the percentage, you know? Mm-hmm. And here's the other thing, you know. Um, most carriers besides Landstar – I'm going to say most because I don't know all of them. But most of them, there are support networks there that um, – well, let me just say it this way. The, the biggest reason that people either fail at Landstar or come here and end up not liking it is because at Landstar, there is no support network. Okay. And let me use this analogy. You know, when you're in high school or, you know, any kind of school up until the time you get your high school diploma, you know, the teacher's care about you they take they take attendance if you're not there they ask you where you are they you know if, if you're not doing your homework the counselor comes in and talk there's all this help when you're struggling when you leave high school and go to college and you're in a lecture hall of 300 and 400,000 people they could give a rat's ass less if you're there or not mm-hmm. uh, if you're getting an f they're not going to call you up and ask you hey what's wrong how come you're not there you know because now you're a grown ass person and you're in college, you know, and it's survival of the fittest. That's exactly what college is designed to do is mm-hmm. weed out the people who ought not be there. And it's really not that any different than Landstar, you know, um, Landstar. If you read the contract, you're an independent contractor, a business doing business with a business. There is no uh, tissue paper. There is no person to wipe your nose. There is no, uh, there is none, there is none of that, but that, because that's not, when you go hire somebody to come work at, on something at your home, you don't provide that for them. They, they trip and fall outside in your, in your driveway. You don't run out there and put a bandaid on their knee. You better be calling your insurance agent to make sure they're not going to sue your ass. <laughs> you know. But you know, I understand what the relationship is that you're, that you're getting into. That's, that's as important to me as the money, you know, and then look at what the, what, what's the, uh, what's the ceiling? What's the ceiling? You know, mm-hmm. the other thing that we love about Landstar is that there is no, see, we are the only one that sets the ceiling, you know, and, um, you know, the, the, every other care that I look at, you have to deal with somebody that gives you loads except Landstar. Even the Schneider selects and all that. I Listen, I've seen it all. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you do not have the ability to book any load you want at any time you want and stack as many as you want. Okay? Correct. And so that's the other part to me is that mm-hmm. I do not want to be relying on any other individual to control my revenue except for me. Okay? And the only place I can find that is at Landstar. So back to your question, I would do the best job you can to find a, a carrier that gets you through the rest of your over-the-road experience requirements, and I would leave the day you get it and come to Landstar. And if you need help, call us, and we'll mentor you through it, okay? Yep. 
So that's how I would answer that. All right. I've here's, been talking here's, and something else, here's something else I'm going to add to that. When you understand your value, which is your service, right? Your value is in your service to the customer. And in most cases, if you're leased to a carrier, that carrier is your customer or their agent is your customer. Okay. And you understand your value. <clears throat> if you go into them understanding what your value is and your value is service, um, you have an opportunity to talk to them and see if that, see if that, of the presentation of that value perks them up and gets them interested. You know, um, if, because let's, can we just be on, listen, I, 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 I hesitate to say this cause I don't want to sound like the jerk that it makes me sound like, but a lot of people are stupid <clears throat> and it doesn't take a lot to separate yourself. So I think there's a high probability that you can go into any carrier, any company and the smaller, the better that you're going to, you can walk in with a, with an air of service and an air of humility and say, look, what can I do and how can I help you serve your customer is going to do wonders for how your relationship with that carrier customer is built. Whereas if in the opposite, you go in like most truck drivers do that access to the universe runs through the top of your precious little head. Hey, what you going to do for me? What are you going to do for me? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, that's the thing that, that, you know, and again, I'm, I, I'm, I don't need to brag. I don't, you know, but at transport America, it was so easy to set myself apart from everybody else. For one thing, the very, very, I don't know if I ever told you there's not, but at transport America, you have a badge, you have a name badge. Okay. Mm. And it's got your picture on it. So when you go into a customer, you're supposed to clip that on to identify you as transport mm. America and the truck number and everything. Well, as a professional photographer, they lined everybody up and took a Polaroid picture at orientation. <laughs> so the first thing I did was I got a hold of the people at headquarters and said, can I supply you with my photo? And so you use in there. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I sent that black and white picture that we've used before, you mm-hmm. know, so that, so every, and now here's the other thing. And as a dispatcher at transport America, when you bring up a driver, that picture pops up. Oh, okay. So every time anybody had any contact with me, they saw a professional portrait versus a Polaroid. Okay. Mm. So automatically there's this conversation. Wow. How'd you get that picture? So, I mean, I, that's a, that's a, a minor little thing, but it's an example of what I'm talking about, you know, setting yourself apart from everybody else, you know, because that's what, and then, and then the other thing is do everything you can to make yourself valuable. You know, it, at, at Transport America, you weren't required to have hazmat. You didn't have to go to Canada. You know, all these things you didn't have to do. But if you did that mm-hmm. and your dispatcher knew that, hey, O'Lair will take care of me, guess what happened when O'Lair needed something, you know? Mm-hmm. So making yourself valuable to the customer, you know? And let's face it, when you're, when you're leased onto a carrier, your customer is the carrier. That's your customer. So making yourself valuable to your customer is a, is, is a secret handshake to success. You know? And let's not lose the, let's not lose focus of the fact that that service is, a, is important above all else, because if there was a contest at Landstar for who has the ugliest truck, we're in the top five, because we do have in our fleet, <laughs> sorry, Rocky, um, it, you know, it, it, it probably would win. Okay. So oil, well, my truck's pretty, no you know uh we're gonna paint it pink and purple just like she asked us to no it'd be, um, with purple flames pink purple flames flame. right pink with yeah. purple flames yeah 
Um, with, with spray cans, not even going to the body shop. Just <laughs> rust oleum. Right. Hey, they got those super cans now. You know, yeah, yeah those, those numbers. We one. could even paint that hammered stuff. You know, that hammered. Uh, oh, it looks yeah. like it's hammered. We should yeah. do that. Um, well, let me give you a real, let me give you a real world scenario. Um, this week, uh, we had a driver had a challenging week last week and on Thursday, I booked him a $3,800 load for the weekend. Now our minimum threshold for a weekend load is $3,000. So we were $800 above where everybody was happy deliver Monday morning and move on to the next thing. And he got there this morning and he texted me and he was like, man, these people have no idea what I'm talking about. Like they, they don't have a PO number. They, they don't They can't figure out where to put this stuff. So we made some phone calls and turns out that instead of Oklahoma, just Southwest of Oklahoma city, this load needed to go to Pasadena, Texas. So our $3,800 load that seemed to solve all of our problems turned into a nightmare real quick now i have seen all of the commentary on facebook when's landstar going to do something about these agents what's the agent going to do when the customer gave him the wrong not even the wrong address the wrong state they sent us to the wrong state so they said well what do you want for this additional 420 miles and i said well let's i mean let's start at 2500 Let's get out the BSE 9000 and see what the answer to that question is. I said, well, let's start at 2500. We got down to 1500. Okay. Well, I had been looking for a $1,500 load all day and couldn't find Jack out of that particular spot in Oklahoma City. So we ended up with 1500 bucks to take it to Pasadena. We're going to unload it in the morning. Now the load pays 5,300 and I booked a direct customer load right behind it, paying four grand for two days. So, Hey, right. But yeah, agents do occasionally do dumb stuff. Yeah. But, but somebody, somebody had put a post up the other day in one of the groups that said, we need a rating system. Tell uh, me. I said, let me promise you that BCOs do not want a rating system. Okay. Yeah. Let, just no, 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 no. And one well, guy decided to be a smart ass. And he's like, well, well, you would, you wouldn't, you want to give And I said, you, you listen, I trust me. You don't want a rating system. It's not going to go how you think it's going to go. There's 1400 of them and 10,000 of y'all play the odds. You're Peter ready to poke the bear. Cause the guy who wrote that's watching right now. Oh, is he? <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> He's actually in the, already commented about something else in the comments. So I'll let him, I'll let him identify himself if he wants to, but okay. Uh, the person who authored that post is, uh, is, in, okay. is in the audience. So, well, <clears throat> that just ain't going to go the way you think it's going to go, you know, but, and, 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 and aside from all that, when I go to Google reviews of anything, you have to wait it. You have, because happy people that have good experiences don't normally leave reviews. It's always the angry people. And so you have to grade that on a curve and go, okay, well, there's, there's 17 reviews and 15 of them are terrible. And there's three positives. Well, I've got a multiple, I've got to put a multiplier on the positives because there's plenty of happy people that don't make comments, you know? Uh, so anyway, well, we're, well, we're and you got, that. and you got the ulterior, you know, you know, we, he was comparing it to eBay and, and, you know, they, there's an ulterior motive here, you know, it, by people that would that would use that as they would they would weaponize that is is the, is what would go wrong with that. You know, oh, it, would go both ways. it would go both ways, you know, mm-hmm. 
So it's, you know, it's not like you're dealing with just people that just, you know, happen to wander into a restaurant, didn't like it or did like it and moved on with their life. You're talking about people whose livelihood depends on this, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, it's a slippery slope, you know, I agree. But going back to, going back to Matthew's, um, thing again, understand Matthew, you're the, you're the valuable commodity here. You know, you're right. the, you're the, you're the person here that brings value. Okay. So, um, I would, uh, I would make sure that you, that, that whoever you end up doing business with, they appreciate that, com that, that value, if not move on, because there's, there's many, 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 and you, mm -hmm. like Chris said, I probably would suggest you try to go to a small fleet, uh, because I promise you they will value you. And, um, and lunatic trucks have a, not inflated, have a, um, a greater value right now because well, people knowing that, but you can't, you can't lease on lunatic trucks in many, many fleets, right? There's going to be a restriction there as well. So, but in, but I'm talking about in the small fleets, I, I'm, I'm seeing, you know, Gentry's a, a great example that I'm seeing people that are going to customers and saying, well, Hey, I got a whole fleet here of trucks that aren't going to break down and don't, right. and aren't going to wait six months on parts. So if you want your freight delivered, um, let, you know, get us with our 1986 GMC and we'll take care of you, you know? So, sure. um, there's a lot of that going on out there and, you know, apples and apples and orange and orange, that's such a great thing that needs to be highlighted more because as you've said many times, and I 100% agree with you, there's no other place that I would want to do what we do than Landstar it provides us a great opportunity and a great environment to do what we want to do when we want to do it and how we want to do it without a ceiling. That's the without thing. a ceiling, without a ceiling. You know. that, but I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I can't speak with absolute authority, but I have a very strong belief that there are small trucking companies that nobody's ever heard of that have a great management team that have a great service record that have a, well-run operation that a person could lead their truck to lease their truck to and probably make apples and apples money. You know, nobody's ever heard of them and you're not going to walk out the front door and stumble over them. You're going to have to look and look and look and search under every rock. But I promise you just based on the numbers of how many millions of, of or hundreds of thousands of trucking companies and MC numbers are, there are people out there doing it correctly, you know, and if they're doing it correctly and you go and do it correctly with them, um, it's just, how do you find them? You know, trial and error, you know, how are you going to find places like that? We know that Landstar has the brand recognition and the systems put in place that if you want to come here and do it, you can come here and do it. Well, and then the purchasing power, you know, you've got, right. you've got the LCAP and you've got the fuel, the accommodative fuel card, you know, and we know that that's, that, that's, you know, there's nothing else that com that compares with that. So that's the other thing is being able to come here and lower your, it's also, it's all about cost of doing business. And we know that coming here, um, you're going to get the best fuel discounts that you can get, and you're going to get the best tire prices you're going to get. If you're a platform guy, you're going to get the best price on whips and chains and all the other things you do in the dungeon when you're a platform guy. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's just that buying power is, is worth a lot of money. You know, I mean, look, fuel is your number one cost. You've heard that before, right? So, um, you know, if you can, uh, if you can put a serious dent on that with a discount, you know, that we get here, then the second closest thing I found to that is the Nastic card. 
Um, mm-hmm. So if, if you're going to do that, look into NASDAQ and maybe instead of the, the company's card you're going to use. So but. Comment from Phil. I just reset the check engine lights on a new Peterbilt that the owner can't get parts for. And I sold him a gallon of max mileage. <laughs> there you go. Good for you. Uh, what's Clarence asking about? <laughs> hey, where's, <laughs> where's the TA Petro? <laughs> oh, so yeah. I had a conversation with a guy this week from TA Petro. Um, I called the customer service number and I said, uh, she's like, well, how can I help you? And I said, well, I just have two questions. I wanted to see if you could run up the corporate ladder and see if anybody wants to do anything with it. She said, what are they? I said, why do you hate your customers and why do you hate money? And she was like, well, I don't think that's true. And I said, you're going to have a hard time convincing me otherwise. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so we talked for a minute and, and she's like, well, I have somebody call you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah sure. You will. Yeah. Right. So right, right. I'm sitting down for lunch with my daughter and, uh, the phone rings and it's this guy. And apparently, apparently he's been hired to, uh, deal with some of these things. And we had an interesting conversation. Uh, and we both recognize the problem. The problem he'll, is he'll be gone by next week. If that's 100%. what you hired to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we both recognize that there's a staffing problem. There's a quality of staffing, uh, issue that, that everybody's having right now and has been for the last few years. Um, but I said, listen, if I treated my customers the way y'all treat me, I wouldn't be in business. You're going to have to address, and I used your line. I said, you're going to have to address the fact that all of your customers are captive because they just happen to break down within a radius of your shop. And now you're the only fool that they, anybody can deal with. And so you've got them and they're not going anywhere because towing is too expensive. And so y'all take advantage of that and treat people like dirt and run, run business off. I'm like, I can't, I'm not in a position to do that. I, I can't just tell everybody to piss off. And, uh, you know, so it was a good conversation. I've, I feel sorry for him for the job he's got to do. Well, that that's true until it's not. You know, I used to have that same conversation, and I've told you about this, with the Yellow Pages directory salespeople. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I promised them. I said, I promise you there will come a time when I can tell you to kiss my ass, and I'm going to tell it to you. And lo and behold, who uses the yellow pages anymore? Nobody. Who has a landline anymore? Mm. So I could collectively tell every one of those people, kiss my ass. <laughs> and that's what we're going to tell T.A. Petro sooner. Yeah. Sooner or later. Okay. Well, and I told you. going to come up with the answer to that. And boy, you talk about, you talk about a business opportunity right now. Okay. Well, and I told him, I said, here's what you need to understand. There was a time when a driver would call me broke down somewhere, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm broke down. And there's chill would run through my spine because I was going to have to basically call somebody at random off the internet and who knows what's going to show up. And I said, but do you know, in the last two or three years, I've had more good experiences with some random guy off the internet than I have at the TA or Petro. Absolutely. Maybe it's because people like Carl, have told y'all to pound sand and figured out that if they just have a truck and a trailer and a bunch of tools, they can go out and make a killing, make four or five or 10 times what you guys are willing to pay them and do a better job. So, and take, and take care of the customer. 
Yeah. Y'all have heard us tell, tell the story many times where Carl would work all night <clears throat> taking care of their customer. Mm-hmm. He'd run home because he lives an hour away. Mm-hmm. He'd run home to take a shower and get changed to a fresh uniform, come back, might be five minutes late, and they write him up. Yep. Nice job, T.A. Petro. Nice job. Clarence, thank you for making my blood pressure go up. <laughs> well, you know? b- by, the, by the way, um, everyone keep Carl in your, in your thoughts. He's having some health issues right now. And, um, yeah, whew, it's hard to see the strongest man I've ever known. But uh, he, he's really – he's having a tough go. And, of course, he's stubborn as a bull. Yeah. But uh, whew, y'all, keep him, y'all keep him close because he's got a long way to go. He, he needs your prayers, guys. He needs your prayers. He's got some things to deal with that going to be tough to overcome. So. And, uh, and, and, and this brings up an opportunity. You know, um, whenever you run into those – those guys now uh we ran into a saint down somewhere in georgia uh one of our guys went into a scale and got put out of service and there was a guy there and of course we can't leave and i'm thinking you know there was a bunch of stuff you know some suspension stuff and i thought oh my god this bill's gonna be a million dollars so he gets everything addressed and sends me a bill for 520 dollars and i'm like holy shit and he knew he had us over the barrel oh had us absolutely we were um, we were out of service, okay? Out yep. of service. <sighs> Having just had an inspection mm. not very long before at a TA and Petro. Yep. And now we're out of service two or three weeks later. Yep. So, um, <clears throat> um, but when you see these guys, you know, uh, and I see the post in social media every once in a while, you know, people are like, hey, if you're ever in this area, talk to such and such. But, it's crazy over the last four or five years, the really good experiences that we've had, just calling somebody at random, they come up, they show up, they do the job. They don't try to rip us off. Um, uh, so yeah, it, but I, I feel a lot better with going to truckdown.com and just start calling people, you know, yeah. and than, not even the, not the one with the four stars. Yeah. Go down to the ones that don't have the stars. Okay. Yep. Um, the other thing too is, um, oh shoot, just lost my train of thought. Um, oh, I know what it was. If you're going to have a ranking system, rank that. Oh yeah. If you want to rank something, get a, get a Facebook group or, or come up with some way of letting people, uh, put the names, addresses, and phone numbers of positive shop experiences in a, and, and consolidate that and alphabetize it and everything. So it could be a resource. That would be a great idea there if someone wants to, you know, take that upon themselves. I don't have time, but, um, you know, if you want to have a ranking system, do that, you know. Sounds oh. like a good idea, though. <clears throat> yeah, it does. Phil, I walked into AutoZone the other night to get some parts for a car I was working on. Turns out the guy working wait, the wait, counter- wait, 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 wait. Phil said he walked in. I bet he stumbled in. <laughs> He probably strutted in. Um, uh, turns out the guy working at the counter is also the shop manager at the Petro in Dodge City, Alabama. We had a very interesting conversation about customers bringing in their own parts. Turns out big companies were buying the parts straight from Daimler uh, cheaper than TA Petro could buy them and then expect the TA Petro to warranty the parts when they put them on. 
So you can blame the big block, big box ATA type companies. Um, it got cut off, but yeah, I call it the AFA because I take the TR off of trucking and put an F in there. That's what I think about the American Trucking Association. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, and you know, and I told this guy, this TA guy, I said, look, I don't expect to go into a random TA Petro and have the relationship that I have with the TA and Hurricane. That relationship's been built over years. But please stop telling me to fuck off as soon as I call you. Cause that's basically what's happening. You know, they, they don't, they, you know, yeah, we'll get to you when we get to you. Or you try to do use that app and do the ETA. Well, we don't do that here. Well, we you're a, a guy, TA, aren't we you? We had a guy this week. There was going to be a 34 hour reset in a TA. Mm -hmm. He called ahead and say, Hey, I need four shocks. Won't you guys get them together? I'll be there. And, and they said, no, we can't do it till you get here. He said, I'll give you my credit card number right now on the phone. Nope. Get the shock. Nope. Can't do it till you get here. Well, let me go ahead and get my appointment line. Nope. Can't do it till you get here. Now, how would it have hurt them to take the guy's credit card number and buy four friggin' shocks and have him laying there, mm -hmm. you know, with his credit card number? Was going to also uh, was going to reserve a parking. I mean, it, it, it just it makes no sense whatsoever. Makes no now, sense. I will tell you something this, this guy said, and it was interesting that he, he presented it this way. He said, you got to understand that there are people, and he said, Landstar's the worst offender, that will set up an ETA on the app at four different shops at the same time mm -hmm. and see whichever one they get to. Oh, and, not the angelic BCO. <laughs> the ones that have halos on top right, of the truck. Yeah. The stream? No. Yeah. And he said, and I said, well, listen, I get that. I Listen, I, I deal with BCOs all the time. I, I know what you're talking about. He said, but when you got a guy that's offering to give you a credit card number, he's not going to dick you around. Just go no. get the, go get the damn parts and, and help the guy out. You know, so I, we, we hurt each other, you know, it, it, but he ain't going to fix it and I ain't going to fix it. Well, I'm fixing it by not using them. Uh, I wouldn't go out and buy stock this weekend. I, I don't think it's going to change. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was some guy years ago, I was some political philosopher or something and I can't remember the guy's name, but they said something about who would you want to entrust to the government? He said, I would rather randomly pick somebody from the first 400 names in the, in the Boston phone book. Just, just, just give me a name. Just pull a name, right. Rather than anybody that signs up to do it, yep. you know? Uh, and that's how I feel with truck. It's, um, just give me somebody at random. I probably going to do a better job with some random guy with a truck and a trailer than I am uh, a, a a brand name shop, be it the dealership yep. or a truck stop. I agree. Somebody asked you a question: How much you spend on truck maintenance a year? Well, it depends. If you're talking about routine maintenance, uh, historically, a lunatic truck is about fifteen cents a mile. But we're in the business here of having people bring trucks on that we turn them into lunatic trucks. So you can't really count that because that's sort of a pre-service, uh, you know, yeah. um, uh, revamp. So those can get quite expensive the first year, you know. But when you're looking at just routine maintenance, you know, we're looking at about 15 cents a mile. has been our historical data <clears throat> since 2009. Could you, could you quickly and easily bring up the numbers on 833? Would that be possible for you to do just no, or, or because I don't, I don't log those numbers because it's Zeke's numbers, not my numbers. Oh, okay. So 
Right. Well, I was I thinking about that privy, truck. Not privy to that. So, so that truck was bought for five thousand dollars, and it took about forty, including the acquisition cost, to get it on the road. Right. So he was at forty, getting it started. Now wait a minute. He paid five for it, and we we got he had forty in it when we got it rolling and and right. making making money. So he spent five plus thirty five. Right. Right. So he spent a total of forty thousand dollars from acquisition to the first load. And I can only think of one, what we would kind of call major repair, and that was the drive shaft, right? Mm -hmm. I can't think of other, everything else has been an air compressor or an AC con air condenser or something, you know. Normal expensive stuff. I would, I would assume that that truck is well below the 15 cent ongoing maintenance, routine maintenance, um, you know. But he, I mean, good God, we, we changed everything from the turbo to the tail, you know, uh, everything on the truck was replaced, but the engine. Um, so, um, now you can go to, um, ATBS. They've got some numbers industry wide. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're going to be a whole lot. We, I had them at the, at the reset at the, at the live event. Do you remember what the number was I had? I do not. I'll do a little research here and try see if I can get you an answer to that. So, um, it should be somewhere around 20 grand, you know, it, yeah. Over a five year period, it's probably going to average out because you're going to have some major repairs in there. You're going to have a power divider or a clutch. Well, if or hell, a, even a, when if it's a mission truck, it could be that much in two years. I mean, well, hell yeah. Yeah. So the one box is about, yeah. 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 But for a lunatic truck, yeah. um, you know, uh, and of course, right now, uh, the, the price of the used trucks are so inflated. You know, we had a guy buy one and it was 22 just to obtain the damn thing, you know, and then it needed a motor and it needed this and it needed that. And so, you know, he's probably 60 into it now. Um, but, you know, if he'd have bought it the same way Zeke went, he'd have been, well, $17,000. He'd have been in right, right around that same 40000 which is the number you've always used, mm -hmm. about forty grand. Acquire it and get it lunaticed up, get it, get it tires, get it aligned get the uh, fuel mileage modifications on it uh about 40 grand is where you should be if you buy the truck right now the the prices i'm seeing the prices come down they're not down where they need to be yet no but there there's there some out but, there i saw a couple this week that yeah <laughs> were reasonable um well here's a let's bring this up rocky the stuff you know rocky is the north florida md alignment guy um owns uh, one of our truck owners partners the stuff I see on trucks and trailers that passed an annual inspection recently is insane. Many with multiple out of service violations. Um, the pre-trip that you're taught in truck driving school is inadequate. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it's not even close. If you're going to be a truck operator, um, you're going to have to educate yourself. You're going to have to understand the systems of the truck that you're operating. Uh, you may not be able to turn the wrenches to change them. You probably don't have the tools to, to make those repairs, but you've got to understand where your spring bushings are. You got to understand how many shocks you got, where they are and what's, and how to identify that you have a leaking wheel seal or that you have a brake cammed over. That's not even touching the damn drum. Uh, you've got to understand that stuff. And, and in 2022, there's no excuse. 
I mean, my God, there's a million YouTube videos that shows you this stuff in great detail. You don't have to be a mechanic anymore to see the things in, you know, in the exploded view when they're taken all apart. Um, you've got to do that research and you've got to know when you have a problem. Uh, but Rocky's right. I mean, <clears throat> it's insane how bad a shape we've had trucks come into us that we haven't seen for a few months. And it's like, <laughs> we had one where the light, the drive, the headlight was bulb was gone. It wasn't burned out. It was gone. How do you, how do you lose a headlight bulb and not know it? But I digress. So uh, for those of you that didn't come to the, uh, to the event, First of all, shame on you. You missed it. But I did find my slide, Chris. I'm going to share the screen. Okay. So here is the uh, comparison in cost. Is there any way I can make that bigger? I guess uh, not. Hit the play button and see what happens. It, I that think might. it makes it go on both it screens. Makes it go. Oh, looky there. Does that work? Okay. Yep. So uh, can you see me, my pointer? I uh, cannot. Can you see it you over said- here? You don't okay. have to talk about it. All right. So this is a three-year comparison, 2019, 2021, and 2022. Okay. Um, this is the uh, uh, typical cost of doing business in a truck. And this is not lunatic trucks. This is from ATBS. Okay. Some research I did. All right. So in 2019, fuel was, as you can see, 258 to 305. Insurance was about seven cents. Now, these are for, probably for guys that aren't leased to carriers. All right. And maintenance, 20 cents a mile. Equipment cost for a three-year-old truck was sixty-nine grand. So, twenty twenty-one, the best year in history of trucking. Fuel cost was two sixty-eight to three sixty-four. Insurance nine. Maintenance twenty-two cents. And and the average three-year-old used truck was ninety-five thousand. This year in twenty twenty-two, uh, the fuel at th- at the time I did this, which was in in uh, July or um, August the seventeenth, fuel was five fifty-seven. Uh, insurance was nine cents a mile and then maintenance per mile ATBS. Then this is all across 20,000 owner operators, not least to carriers was 26 cents a mile and equipment cost was 136,000. So that's should answer your question about what's the typical cost to drive a truck, uh, for a regular truck. So now what was that? 120,000 miles. You think hundred thousand miles, hundred thousand. Okay. Yeah. Well, and, and something I've been thinking a lot about, uh, I talked to one of our mentoring clients the other day and I said, Hey man, how are you doing with your accounting? And he started stumbling and mumbling. And I said, well, where are you between the scale of an A and an F? He's like, well, I'm probably a D minus folks. You got to know your numbers. And there's only one way you're going to know your numbers and that's to do proper bookkeeping and accounting. And, you know, if you do it, if you set it up correctly from the beginning, you know, what, two hours a week, maybe oh, not even that, not no. even that. I mean, I, you know? I, I mean, I got 14 trucks. I mean, it, you know, but even, even on Wednesday when I do the accounting, uh, in 14 trucks, I'm done in three, probably three or four hours at the most, you know, and, um, and then of course I spend the rest of the day paying drivers and paying owners, but, but the accounting itself, I can do it in probably, I take it probably do it in about two hours. You know, if I were, when I did mine, you know, I was using, uh, uh, profit gauges 
mm-hmm. and I could enter my settlement and I could enter in any other expenses and do my fuel reconciliation in about 30 minutes. Yeah. So, um, it's a little more involved with QuickBooks cause you get the double entry and all right. the, all the balance sheet accounts, but still I can, I can do 14 trucks in a couple hours, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, and, and we have, we have an accounting program that we can help you with. Um, and I've, I've got some ideas I'm going to share with later, Larry later, uh, on, on how we can improve that and, and make that, uh, more accessible to people. Cause look, I get it. I've, I've driven, you know, I've, I've, I've done the three 3,500 mile weeks and try to get home and do a restart and, and life's hectic and loads are happening and you're trying to book loads. It's, it, it's hectic, but it all comes down to habits. And that's what we beat into our guys every day. Create the habits now so that when you get in your truck, nothing's got to change except where the money goes. Um, but you know, you've got to, if you don't know how to do a spreadsheet, you need to learn. And for most guys, it's not the accounting. It's just getting to keeping the data, you know, recording every fuel. I mean, there's just so many things that they're not in the habit of doing. And so the accounting is impossible. You know, accounting is just, it's, it's, it's key. It's just history. It's all it is. It's tracking history. But if you don't have the data to track it with, it's impossible, you know? So it's not, it, there's nothing, listen, it's not that we it shouldn't even use the word accounting because it's really not, you know, on the level that you guys are going to be, it's bookkeeping. Yeah. You're still going to use an accountant to do your accounting. Kevin's <clears throat> got a question here. Uh, hey guys, I'm on the hunt for a lunatic truck. I found an 07 Columbia with a series 60, 700,000 miles on it that runs and drives. I got the guy down to 10,000 for the truck. Problem is I don't know a mechanic personally well enough that I can take with me to look it over. Is there a minimum price you would pay? that would be worth the risk to pull the trigger on it. Yeah. $10,000. Uh, yeah. Write him a check. I don't, well, I'd ask one more question. What's the rear end ratio? Yeah. <clears throat> you need to know, you need to know what transmission is in it yeah. and you need to know what the, uh, uh, gears are. Um, but in this market, if it, at 07 Columbia truly has 700,000 miles on it, uh, I'm going to look, well, here's what I'm going to do. All right. I'm going to get in it and I'm going to turn the key on and I'm going to go to the, if it's a Columbia, I'm going to go to that little button by the odometer and I'm going to push that button three or four times until I see the ECM mileage because you can change the odometer, you know, the cluster and that, you know, that, that, that odometer could have been changed. Um, and I did that one time I went to look at a truck and, and, and of course had a blown head gasket and all kinds of stuff. And I pushed that button and I showed the guy selling, I'm like, dude, this truck's got 1.8 million on it. What? Here's the ECM mileage, you know, had almost 2 million miles on it and the head gasket was blown. Um, but even still in this market, $10,000 for an 07 Columbia, if it's got, uh, an overdrive transmission with 358s or a direct drive with 267s, 264s. Or T six write him a check. I haul well, ass for somebody else gets it. Yeah, I I, I would at ten, in this market ten grand. I'd just buy it. Now, the three things that I would want to know is the EGR deleted. Yeah. Uh, it, what's it, what's the transmission model number so I can get the ratio off of it and what's the gear ratio? Mm-hmm. Um, because if even but at ten grand, okay, 
the, the there's enough good parts on it to be worth ten grand, even if you had to change all that right there. But if you're going to turn that into an operating truck and the EGR is deleted, there's eight thousand dollars right now to undelete the delete. Okay, the two gears are going to cost you about six grand if they're if they're wrong. The transmission probably will be. We probably can make the gears match the transmission. And I have to mess with it, or vice mm-hmm. versa. We could put five or six in a transmission and keep the gears. But well, um, he says he says it's in Pontiac, Michigan, and it has a ten-speed Eaton. He doesn't know the ratio. Um, I will tell you though, from a truck that was just bought from Wisconsin, if you take it to Rocky, you will hear Rocky complaining, uh, wanting to know how long it sat at the bottom of the ocean when he went to put bushings and stuff in it. Because we salt, yeah. Here's here's the other thing is um, oh shoot, why am I keep I'm, I've had a really 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 long weekend. Um, <laughs> the um, oh well oh, I, I, if you don't know this already if you'll get in the truck oh, right. and sit in the passenger seat mm-hmm. and look in front of you and 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 just dream if you were in a car right now there's a trim panel in front of you that would look like a glove compartment door. Mm-hmm. In a truck, it's actually a trim pad. And if you'll take your pen knife and just prise around it, it'll pop off. There's four grommet things that hold it on. Behind that is a label. And that's what the truck came from the factory with. It'll have the engine number, the transmission number, and the gear ratio. Now, that doesn't mean it hadn't been changed. Right. But at least that's how it was built. In now, two trucks, I have seen that that component ID tag on the backside of the passenger uh, visor visor. Sun in visor. most trucks, but most it's on that panel yeah. behind. There. And because it's behind there, it's not faded. It's you can read it, but I would take pictures of that and have that information. If you have access to the truck, I'd crawl under it and I'd make sure the transmission number on the transmission matches that. And the same with the rear end. And that way, you know, the components are original. And then we can take that and go to work. So because realistically what you're looking at, if it, if it does not have a cracked or broken frame, good to yeah. go. Yeah. You know, and, and I would, I wouldn't put, I could care less about the 700,000 miles. That's meaningless. Really? Yeah. That's, that's not the reason to buy it. And if you pass on it, call us. Okay. Yeah. I think Rocky's already I'll send planning him a the check. trip. To I'll send him a check it. tomorrow. So, um, yeah, I mean, frame, uh, well, of course, Zeke's frames twisted up like a damn ice cube tray, you know, and <laughs> how many miles have we put on it? That, but that's one of those, that's one of those things you don't think to learn. Take a, 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 a set it on uh flat ground on level ground and take you a, um, uh, tape measure and measure from the bottom of the frame rail to the ground on the left side. And from the bottom of the frame rail to the ground on the right side and see if it's like this. Cause well, that's the one thing we didn't catch on Zeke's truck. Um, Rocky says, take it out. <laughs> Take it out of his maintenance count. He wants it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll have this truck sold by the end of the podcast if you're not careful. So, um, you know, I would I would say nothing else about where it is. Yeah, okay? no, just, just stop. Because all over the all over the country now, people are going through the thing. Pontiac, Michigan. What? Where? where? All these search, uh, Google searches are going on right now for yeah. <laughs> um, because that was the that was the target pre 2020. It's like hell if we could if we could acquire a truck. Well, there's a truck in our fleet right now that Richie's driving mm-hmm. that Larry bought sight unseen. The guy posted it for 10 grand. Larry said, bring it to me and handed him a check. Well, you know? the Volvo pretty much the same way. I mean, I went yeah. to get it, but I had the money in my pocket. I wasn't going to come back without it. So, right. <clears throat> um, 
but you know, the, we have gotten better at it, at the, the process, the more we've done it. Cause I have certainly increased my knowledge of watching Carl go over a truck. Um, it's taught me a lot about stuff to look for, but you know, you can pretty much guarantee you're going to have to take it to Rocky or, or, uh, or, or Chad or uh, Jim Fowler up there. Jim Fowler. Fowler. You're you're probably going to have to have bushings and, and torque rods and and airbags. You want to do that anyway, you know? Yeah. You're going to put all new shocks and rubber hoses and all that kind of stuff on. Anyway, we would just prefer to not have one deleted because you're looking what a thousand dollars for an EGR valve. Um, it's eight grand. I can tell you what it's cost. It's eight grand to to undelete the delete. Okay. Right. So, So, now here's going to be the next question. Why do you want to do that? Yeah. Um, but again, that, that's, you know, I had a, I had an EGR cooler, a plugged up EGR cooler that came off of a truck. I took it to DPF solutions, alternative DPF alternatives. Mm -hmm. And they've made that thing shine like a new penny for 250 bucks. You know, so we have these great resources now where we can clean up a truck, an EGR truck, clean up the cooler, put a new valve on it, um, and run the catalyst in it. If you run the catalyst, they guarantee their work for life. Yep. Oh, he says it's not deleted. All right. Well, good. Dude, Dude. write him a check tomorrow. You know, know, I'd I'd already be over there. Yeah. I'd be on the way. It's just nine o'clock in Detroit. I'd be there. Be knocking yeah. on his door. Um, <clears throat> hey, if you need a place to put that truck on at Landstar, I know a guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, anyway, uh, let's see. I thought we had another. We got all excited about that. Our, our voices yeah. raised, <laughs> heartbeat went up, and. Rocky says we need more DOT officers doing inspections than we need armed IRS agents. Uh, I'll do without both. Thank you. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I saw somebody that was all tore up about the 87,000 IRS agents thing. And I said, when's the last time the government ever told you the truth of what they were going to do with $80 billion. I tried to call the IRS a few months ago and there's nobody there. So I don't know what the hell they're going to do with that $80 billion, but I promise you they're not hiring any agents. Um, <clears throat> So, uh, what is that? Did you get the EGR cooler from Western branch? I did not. I need to go pick that up. Um, thanks Phil. I'm going to make myself a note. EGR coolers. No telling what those idiots did with it. Okay. Back to your regularly scheduled program. <laughs> well, we got we got a couple new. Uh, we're full. We're full. Our trucks are all got yep. drivers. So, um, we got a couple new drivers that we've just brought on that we work, we're working with. We're excited about. Um, and um, got one more coming. One more coming in two weeks. So, appreciate everybody who's expressing interest. And that doesn't mean we won't have something in the future. But right now, we're we're we, well, we could make a few of the current ones nervous and just say, you know, <laughs> we're all, Hey, we're always open. You know, you never know. Oh, we might, we might try to get this, this, uh, $10,000 truck put on with us, you know? Yeah. Um, we can, we certainly can walk you through that deal. Okay. Yeah. Have you, have you a driver here in a couple three, couple months, maybe. Um, let's see. 
I was thinking, didn't we get another, did we get an email question this week? I thought it was on a different topic and now I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. I was gone. Yeah. Long. You were gone and I'm, I'm getting wrapped up in volleyball and cross country and kids sports and whew, it's never a dull moment around yeah, here. So. I already straight, man. Yeah. You're, you're completely upside down. So Okay, there's a good question. What percentage of drivers drop out of your program? Drop out? Well, I happen to have those numbers. Imagine that. Mm, he's a numbers guy. Let he's me got a number of everything. Since we started the program, <clears throat> we've had 30 people enroll in the program. We've actually to this now we have five that have completed it, graduated. We have five that are in process. Now, these are not counting the new hires we just brought on. Okay, so that would jump that would jump up to seven or eight right now. Um, of those thirty, we five of those we terminated. Five of them Landstar terminated. Uh, Eleven of them dropped out, and one of them was an other. I really can't explain to you exactly what that means, but it didn't fit in any of these categories. Okay. He's going to have to tell me about that one after the show. Oh, you know. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's not coming to me right now. Um, uh, so we're, we're at about a, I don't know, it's probably a 30% dropout rate, I guess. But here's the thing. Okay. It's dropouts. A, a funny word. You know, we warn people, that becoming an owner operator is a lot different than driving a truck. Okay. Oh, and yeah. the beautiful thing about our program is they get to come and see the sausage being made before they spend the money, sign the lease, all the, whatever the things are, they get to come and see what it's really, really like to drive a truck for profit as opposed to for fun and, and how, and what it takes to make a profit driving a truck. They get to see that without it being their risk. Mm -hmm. A lot of people come here. We had one just last week. A very, very nice person. Okay. Young, but still very, very nice. But they just decided that this, that, that being on rapper wasn't, is it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. You know, no hard feelings. It's no, there's no, you know, we're still friends. Uh, it's not that it's not that, you know, it's not a negative thing. It's just that the realization that what it takes to drive a truck as a business Versus driving somebody else's truck and not give a rat's ass what fuel cost. There's mm -hmm. a big difference in that, and there's a big difference in the in the 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 uh, the the commitment and uh, and 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 just the 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 pressure to perform, you know, and make a profit when it's your money. So they just come to the conclusion that hey, I'm glad I put my foot in the water, but this water's way too hot for me. So mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to go back and do, you know, something that I know I can do. So that happens. And we, and, and, you know, we probably have less of it now because we're much more stringent in our recruiting or our vetting. Uh, it used to be that if we had a truck open and somebody wanted to drive it, we kind of let them get in the program. Now, if you've been in one of our interviews the last few months, uh, you'll find out that sometimes you leave with bandages on, you know, and, <laughs> you know, and, uh, cause we, we, we make you aware of what you're getting into, you know, um, before you make the commitment to do it. Um, because I mean, look, that's what we're here to do. 
is to flatten the curve of the 90% failure rate of people in this industry that buy a truck for the first time, you know? So if we can get you here and let you see what that's like, and you decide on your own that, Hey, that's not really what I thought that was going to be. Then we saved you a lot of effort, maybe a bankruptcy, probably maybe, you know, uh, a lot of other negative things because here you can leave with no strings attached, you know, Mm -hmm. literally. So, uh, Uh, we got, uh, Willie, Willie Williams in the house. <laughs> Willie says he feels personally called out that question. Hey, he, he well, posted it. So Willie, Willie's a perfect, and Willie's a great guy. I mean, we, we, we love Willie. Okay. And we also loved his little buddy that he brought along too, but they, you know, they, they realized pretty early on, it didn't take a long time that this was a lot more than what they thought. This is a lot mm-hmm. more than what they, what they thought it was going to be. And that's not just them. You know, a lot of people are that way. But here's the thing. Had Willie gone and bought a truck, you know, and, and, uh, or, or at least purchased a truck, you know, and then come to the realization of that, look at the difference it would have been between him just going home from here mm-hmm. and then having to undo all of that, you know. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it, it happens and there's no hard feeling. There's just not a negative thing. I think Willie will probably tell you, you know, he left here on in great terms. We, everything was fine. There were no problems. It just wasn't for him, you know? And, um, the whole reason that I started this podcast in 2015 was because I had to figure out everything on my own. There was re- there was no manual. There was no blue ribbon that I was aware of. Blue Ribbon existed at that time, but it wasn't in my universe. And I just thought, well, I can tell my story and I can give a glimpse into what this is like, uh, the ups and the downs. And Well, I told a hell of a story, um, but I wanted to help people, um, you know, kind of bridge that gap so that at least, you know, okay, well, here's what you do. You got to have this and that and the other. And then Larry and I get together and we've created this, this opportunity where you can come and like you said, see how the sausage is made. And sometimes it smells really bad. Um, and there's a lot of really, really can be very painful experiences that you have to go through. Um, but, but that's what, that's what being in business is, regardless of what you're doing. Um, business can be very, very rewarding and very, very painful and very, very stressful. Um, and so this gives a, a people a, an opportunity to look behind the curtain and go, Oh my God. What? Well, Hell, I didn't I, know it was like that. I've said it so many times. It, this industry is different in that as a truck driver driving down a road for years and years and years as a company driver, and you, you, you think about all the things that you dis, you know, you love your job and the, you love to drive and you love to see things. And, but all the other stresses of the job, you know, the dispatcher, the safety guy, you know, the customers, you know, a lot of things that you don't have control over. You think that the, re, the resolution to that is if I had my truck, I could do it my way mm-hmm. and I could change that. I would do it differently. But everybody that buys their own truck finds out that they can't change that, that everything that they hated about the people that they hated before, they now are that person. And so their ability to handle that and to change their own identity and to, and to, to grow and and understand that now that you bought this truck, that's supposed to fix all your problems. Guess what? You got to support that now. 
you know, that truck now is more important than you because it's got to be fed. It's got to be nurtured. It's got to be, you know, and you can't just do it whenever you want to, you know. So all these realizations come to you after you take the dive and after you find out what the temperature of the water is, you know, and you find out that, oh, shit, now I know why the dispatcher wants me to do it this way, this way, and this way. Mm -hmm. I know now why the fleet, uh, you know, uh, controls our speed to 62 miles an hour, you know, because I see how much fuel costs now. So all these things that come to, and you just, there's just no way of knowing that until you do it. But going back to the problem again, in this business, the, 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 the problem, the, the answer to most people's problems, they think, is buying, having their own truck. And in this industry, we make it so easy because all you got to do is fog a mirror and hold the pen. They'll move the paper. And then now you're in a lease purchase and you're paying triple for the truck what it's worth. Mm-hmm. With no, no, nothing on your part that protects you. And, and then, and now you're, you're destined for failure and 99% of the time. And, and now, now you're happy. You know, I've said this all along. This is my, uh, uh, conspiracy theory thing. You know, fleets have, have lease purchases to, to solve the driver retention problem. Okay. Cause now you're in a, a marriage you can't divorce from. And when you do finally get out of it, you're so happy to be single again. You'll never, ever do it again. And so you, they teach you a lesson, your tail's tucked between your leg, and you're happy to be a company driver again because now you're not losing money driving a truck down the road. And you're telling everybody, don't ever do this because you can't make money as an owner-operator because that was your experience. So, um, you know, that's, that's, the, that's, that's what we try to, to – we offer an alternative here to doing it that way. You know, first of all, let's do it the race. Don't, don't go buy a truck and go into debt. You know, come here, work, see what it's like, save some money, and then let's uh, let let's let's do this the right way the first time and not make all the mistakes that everybody else does. So anyway, my recruiting message. Phil Phil and Rocky are over in the Facebook comments trying to sell pay per views of our interviews. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> we had to put those black bars across the eye. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and Rocky brought this up, and and it's it's some of it the question should have been how many were unwilling to learn and change well there, there's obviously some of that too yeah. um because obviously we have a business to run here um and there are some boundaries and there are some expectations and there are some policies and procedures and like he said there's five of those on there that were terminated that were that were given the you know uh, the opportunity to go away um but that that's that's just as much a part of you know because if you're not willing to change, um, b- business will do it to you. The bankruptcy, the divorce, the foreclosure, the repossession, you're going to change. You know, uh, and I want to put this up here from Willie. Uh, says I'll be in contact for an OPS within a year. We'll be uh, buying my own lunatic truck. The wealth of knowledge, and truth that Blue Ribbon is priceless. I think it was mostly timing for him personally. I will take full responsibility for not being mentally ready yet. And then you got to be ready because, you know, we hit you in the mouth pretty hard in the interview, you know, because it's expensive to bring a driver on. Um, it's an, it's a, it's a huge expense for us. Um, and obviously there's an expense for you as well. You know, you've got to leave your job and come over here and, um, and, and if you're not mentally ready to change your identity from that of a, uh, an company driver, employee, slave, 
uh, to that of a business owner that makes the decisions that a business owner would make with this guy. Cause that's how we make decisions. We don't make them of emotion. We don't make them over feelings. Feelings don't come into it. I want to know what's the math. Did you do the math? Well, I want to do it this way. Okay. Well, tell me, do the math and tell me that that's the best way to do it. That's going to be my, my answer. And you know, <clears throat> well, every other business in the country does business that way, <laughs> except in this business. In this business, right. we have we have Chrome shops, okay? <laughs> we have truck stops full of stuff that people don't need, okay? And uh, the only the only other business I can think of that would equal this was way back in the day when coal mines had script. You know what script is? Mm-hmm. You want to explain to people what that is? Well, that was the company. Uh, compensation that you could Current, pay company the, currency. the currency and you, you couldn't use spend that. it anywhere else yeah. except at the company store. Mm-hmm. So we paid you in this. So, so that was about the only thing I think of is that you're going to work all week in a coal mine. We're going to give you company currency. That you only have to spend in the company store. And guess what? It's priced exactly like the prices are in a truck stop. Okay. Cause you have limited uh, resources and options. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's, it's, a, it's the craziest, you know, you, you've heard me say it before, you know, there's, there's a, so much potential in this business to make big, serious money if you treat it like a business. Okay. Mm-hmm. Somebody said something the other day about us. Somebody, I think an agent or something said, oh, you're that blue ribbon group. Y'all really serious about business, aren't you? Yeah. I'm yeah, thinking, man, why, yeah. Why, why would you make that comment? You mean, you mean you talk to other people who do business with you that aren't serious about business, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, but, uh, well, and, and let's, I'm just going to say that was one of those foreign agents, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. um, yeah. a young guy, listen, he's a young guy, a go-getter that's really fired up about finding freight for trucks. Said he hadn't, I think in the text, he said he was only been doing this for a while, but he loved it. You know, um, uh, oh, Lee says, uh, <clears throat> I want to learn how to make a ton of money driving a triple digit, uh, long nose, 300 wheelbase Pete with my seat on the floor, my shifter on the ceiling. That reminds me of some time, some years ago, somebody asked Daryl Waltrip, how do you make a fortune of, how do you make a small fortune in racing? And he said, start with a big one. (laughs) That's pretty much what you need. Um, you know, uh, and well, and, and, you know, we've had drivers that have made some unfortunate decisions and mistakes and Landstar has let him go. We didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. Uh, but 366 days later, Landstar let you come back, yep. you know? And, and so the door remains open, uh, for, let's see, does everybody that's been let go by Landstar? Yeah. I think Probably. everybody's, yeah, we haven't yeah. had any serious thing. It just, you know, it's just too much little stuff. For, you know, Landstar, look, they're self, they're self-insured. Okay. Landstar has to see why, you know, the, the nuclear verdicts that are awarded right now. If, if, if Landstar can't prove that, that, that they didn't do everything they could to make sure that the drivers that we have out there, you know, are, are, are vetted and safe. And if we, if they let us get away with stuff, then when, then when these defense attorneys get them on the stand, they'll crucify Mm -hmm. them, you know? So they have to just do, they have to just make it look like, look, we're doing everything we can. And so because of that, sometimes we lose people for a year, you know? Uh, one of them's on here right now that mm-hmm. we hated to lose for a year, but you know, hopefully he'll come back. 
and uh, and you know he'll learn from it, and we'll you know we'll we'll go on. But that's just Landstar. You know we have we can't fix that. We can't control that. Um, I'm not one of these VCOs that's going to turn around and try to fix Landstar because you know it's uh, it doesn't need to be fixed. All right. So we uh, we understand how uh, what the restrictions are and what we have to work with, and that's what we have to do. So um, well, you know, I, I will say that I found I don't remember how I did this, but. It was after I'd come to Landstar and I was, I, oh, I know what it was. A friend of mine had asked me, well, do you know anything about Schneider's, at least, uh, what do they call it? Um, select. Uh, select something other. Something, anyway. yeah. yeah. So I called uh, a guy that I knew and I said, can you put me in co- contact with somebody? I have a friend and I'm an owner operator. And I said, I used to be at Schneider. And he goes, oh, well, what's your driver number? And so I just, I remembered it and I read it off and he goes, did you know you're not eligible for rehire at Schneider? <laughs> and I said, how'd that happen? You know, so I, I can wear that proudly as a badge now that I am, I am, I am forever not eligible for rehire at Schneider. I don't know why. I have no idea. I didn't tear anything up. So I may probably said something to the wrong person, you know, I'd say there's anymore. a lot of places we're not eligible for rehire after doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah. We're probably not going to be allowed to go into oh. TA Petro. Yeah. So, um, uh, someone's asking thoughts on the new CDL guidelines. I'm assuming that's top. What's that? Uh, yield entry level driver, ELDT entry level driver training. Um, thoughts, bunch of horse shit that doesn't mean anything. Um, it's, it's just a bunch of red tape nonsense. It's not going to do anything and probably is only going to benefit 15% of the industry. Um, and, and make a bunch of money for people that are, uh, in the know, you know, with these trucking, listen, I went to a truck driving school for four weeks. It was on the backside of the Nashville airport. They had two of those portable office buildings, uh, portable classrooms set up in like four trucks and they, they did a fine job, you know, but the owner of the place, you know, um, had two Corvettes and, a couple of $10,000 dogs and an expensive cocaine habit. Um, I've, I'm sure in their mind, they're trying to solve the uh, CDL meal problem. But the, the training system is so fundamentally broken in this industry. Uh, you know, this ain't going to fix it. It's probably only going to make it worse. Um, because generally that's with the exception of IFTA, pretty much anything the government touches turns to shit. So, um, it, 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 it's, it's, it's like everything else they do. It's, it's a feel good thing. Okay. It's to make somebody somewhere look like they're doing something to address a problem and a lot of money and, and, and so just follow the money. Okay. Just <laughs> smell the money. It's, it works every time. No different this time. Okay. So, by the way, is this guy, so if all I need is now the two Corvettes and I'm, I'm, I'm good to go, is that, is that what, you're trying, what you're trying to say? I would avoid the cocaine habit. Oh, I mean, okay. Well, because if I, if I remember right, the, the trucking company shut down about six months after I left and I asked, and I think, I think there had, there was something that had to do with a bullet. I don't, I don't think that guy's with us anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, CJ popped in here. Uh, I says, I'm definitely patiently waiting my time. There's literally no better place than Landstar with the blue ribbon system. Well, uh, we'll be looking forward to bringing you back just as soon as you cross that, uh, that barrier. 
we've had two former people yeah. here tonight seen but guys checks in the mail okay appreciate that <laughs> now cj we listen we 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 look forward to that you know we were we were all you know pretty we're sad. just not gonna let him drink any more tequila <clears throat> well that's not what caused him to get fired well no no that's <laughs> No, that didn't have anything to do with him getting fired. Now, well, but we had our company dinner up, and I hope we see that amount of telling us this. But uh, I'm gonna tell you anyway. It's too late now, anyway. But, <laughs> but we had our company dinner up at Matt's, uh, the truck shelf in Louisville, and, and <laughs> that we our dinner was on Friday night, and on Thursday night we're all sitting at the bar in the lobby of the hotel, and CJ's doing double, double um, tequila shots, double tequila, three shots. of them. And now CJ in ring and wet probably weighs about 90 pounds. I'm guessing. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, he ain't bigger than in a, in a minute, in a New York minute. And, uh, I, you know, he we didn't see him the rest of the weekend. He looked fine when we left. Him. <laughs> well, the dude never left his room from Thursday night to the following Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, we, listen, we had, we were sending people up to his room with, with <laughs> Gatorade, and, yeah, you know, trying to trying to hydrate him, and he, 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 he had to go to the hospital, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you when you come back, CJ, no more tequila shots. Okay, mm -hmm. we're not doing that again. So, <laughs> you know, what? Dave Thomas, uh, probably not that Dave Thomas. Um, good evening, gentlemen. When switching from duels to 95, 75, 22 fives to wide base single 445, 50, 22 fives, will I have to have the speedo recalibrated? Yes, I believe well, the answer is yes. It's it's not that hard. You go into the ECM and it's a setting. And if you're going to use that size tire, your revolutions per mile is 518. So you change it from whatever it is in the ECM setting to 518, you're good to go. Okay. An easier way is just to look at the speedometer on your GPS. It works. Yeah. Regardless. But yes, you would. It'll be four or five miles prior off. That's what it would be. So. Um, <clears throat> and if you're going to run duels, you have to run crossfires or cat size. Yes. You have to. Um, because you're going to, whatever, whatever benefit you think. I, you know, I'd never, I'd never driven a super single until I came here and I couldn't tell the difference. Um, uh, until, until I started caring about tires and then I realized how much I despise duels. I'll never own a truck with duels ever. Um, they suck. They're terrible. I hate them with a passion. Well, just this week, just this week, we bought a trailer. Okay. We bought a, mm -hmm. a step, a step, step deck trailer. So, uh, the driver, um, runs over something. Anyway, we lose a tire, used tire. Okay. So we go to put a tire on it and I don't know, Chris is thinking volleyball or something. And so I'm like, Chris, did you buy two tires? He goes, shit, I didn't think about that. I'm like, dude, you know, yep. so, uh, you can't, <laughs> what's the advantage. Okay. If, if there, if there are more than two or three, 30 seconds difference between the height of them, really, there's no, there's, you can't be any difference in the height of the two that are bolted together. They have to be exactly the same. So if you can't find a used tire, that's exactly the same tread depth as the one that you had a hole in and replaced. You got to replace them both anyway. What's the advantage? You know, you don't have to have that problem with singles. You just have one tire to begin with. So yeah. there's no, you're never going to convince me. You, I'll never have a truck. Even the people who bring their trucks here for us to lease on and operate, most of the time we do everything we can to get them 
to understand that 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 duels are old technology need to go away and um <laughs> yeah we're in the flat we have two platform trucks i need to tell you we have two well and, and actually and actually and dave, the, and dave and this is how you do it <clears throat> you got a steal of a deal on a set of four michelin x lines and aluminum rims coming off of 21 uh, cascadia there because you, go. you find dumb people that think deals yeah. are better and you can buy them for a steal. You can sell your aluminum wheels for more than you'll pay for that single. Okay. Because there's a lot of people that haven't and don't, they, they, you know, they listen to the guys in the truck stop, you know, and you know, I, I've told this story many times, but when I had singles and I was driving, I'd be fueling up and somebody walk over to me, spit tobacco and look at me and go, Hey, you're coming to make you run the banks. I'm like, <laughs> no, I put them on myself. And they just look at you like you like you're a Martian or something, you know. So you got all these people that don't understand, don't want them, you know. So all you gotta do is sell them yours, you know. And they'll they they they'll pay you more than, you know. You, I used to get. Listen, there's a place. I'm gonna say this. I don't know if it's still there or not. Next to the Flying J in Indianapolis at Exit Four. On I don't I think it's there anymore. I think I, it got I taken by, out by that. I drove, by, I drove by today. It's still there. Oh, is it? Okay. Whether or not they still do it, or not, I don't know. But there's a place there that sells used pilot fuel t- trucks. Mm. Okay? Fuel trucks. And all those trucks have got singles on them because every tanker has singles because of the weight. All right? So you can go in there and you can walk around the lot and he'll trade you your duels. For whatever you find on the lot, even money, all you got to do is pay for the swap, the labor mm-hmm. for the swap, because they sell those to, to mainly farmers to use for grain uh, ha- harvest, and they don't want the duels, I mean the singles. So that's where I got all of mine originally, was I would go there, talk, I forget the guy's name, but really nice guy, he took me to lunch, uh, tried to tried to get me, tried to sell me on religion, so I had to put up that a little bit, but um <laughs> But anyway, I got uh, I got every one of the sets, of all the singles I bought for all my four trucks originally. I got them there, and I and got used tires to boot, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, that's I would definitely definitely do that. And uh, somebody had another question about twenty six fifty for it. Dave. You ought to kiss that guy when you're done. Yeah, really. I mean, he he, he deserves something. Yeah, good. Well, again, if you if you pass on that deal, let me know. It checks in the mail. Okay, so, um, but yes. Now, may, you said X line, okay. Well, make sure they're not grips. I mean, if even yeah. if they are, you're going to want to get rid of those. Make sure they're they're Line X Energy D. And I think somebody told me last week there's another model, a D plus, I think, or something. Hey, Lee Byer, bless his heart, he doesn't know what's getting ready to happen to him. I'm gonna let you read this one because he's about to get tore up. Go get him. I think single will be a safety issue for me because if I blow a single with a load wider than a lane now. I'm sitting back blocking a roadway and to get hit because I couldn't limp to a safe spot. I'm not going there. Lisa, go, he's, go he's, trying, no, he's trying to bait me. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know what he's doing. I'm not going for that. Um, that's horse shit. Okay. So, um, <laughs> you know, here, I, here, I, that one, now that one's creative because he's a, he's a big heavy haul guy. Okay. So, you know, he eats, he eats, um, nuts and bolts and spits them out for breakfast okay but you this 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 um excuse we get all here's the reason that people don't buy singles typically for that very reason well if i have a blowout on the side of the road i can't limp in with them singles you know 
and 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 so we we do the math as you know we get the bsc 2000 uh 9000 out we do the math and we show okay i'm just going to quote this from my head but i can the numbers are like the first year savings between rolling resistance on a pair of singles and and most duels that are out there are about fifty five hundred dollars the first year okay so uh if you took the tires off of it and put them in a ditch didn't get anything for them and mm-hmm. spent the money to go buy four singles and wheels, you'd still save 5500 bucks in the first year in fuel mileage, and you can afford to call a damn tow truck or a, even a tow truck or even a roadside service mm-hmm. for $5,000 and get the damn thing fixed on the side of the road, okay? Yep. And, and, how, and I drove for 12 years, okay? I never had a steer blowout ever. You drove for 25 years. How many steer blowouts have you had, you know? Zero. Or, or drive, drive blowouts. I had one. one. I'd won. So we're going to make decisions about everyday savings based on one or two blowouts in a 25 year uh, driving record. So again, it's, that's making decisions with emotion instead of business. That's all that is. And every time we can, we can prove it's just bullshit. So now, as we know, what kills tires under inflation, under inflation. So regardless if you've got duels or singles and you don't have a tire pressure monitoring system on your truck, you're going to have a blowout because you're going to run a tire under inflated for however long and it's going to blow up. Now we did have two singles blow on the same truck in the same position within what was it? Four months of each other. Um, but in both cases, I do not trust that the driver was monitoring tire pressure uh, because the num- I just have to go on the numbers. The number of times that I have gotten one of our trucks and found the tire pressure monitor turned off, laying in the bunk, you know, or had one that didn't even know where it was at. Well, where's it at? I'm like, it's on the dash. How, how can you not see it? Well, you know, oh, I couldn't see it. Um. Now again with Lee, he's doing heavy haul. I don't I don't know that super singles are okay for heavy haul. You know, I don't even, I know um, nothing. They about might it. not be, you know, because you've got nothing. width of tire and yeah. now Mike Beckett could probably tell us all that. But um and if you haven't, you know, Mike Beckett's got all kinds of, of uh all the information on tires, but in our in our presentation that he did for us. Um, he talks about how much the load rating is for the tire and the pressure and all that stuff. And he's forgotten more about tires than most of these fools, uh, can ever hope to know. Um, uh, Sean Fairman, will you ever buy into the DEF engine models? Uh, yeah, yeah. We have one that we operate. We don't own it. We operate it. Uh, 2016 Cascadia DD 15, uh, manual 10 speed three fifty eights, I think. Uh, we had, when we first got it, it had a bunch of problems, yellow lights all the time, regen and all the time. We took it to precision, precision in Coshocton, Ohio. They did a diesel force cleaning on it. We've been running, um, the catalyst in it. And ever since knock on wood, we've not had any major problems. Um, so, um, it's it's inevitable at some point either the state is going to make our trucks illegal 
Um, I don't think that's going to happen ever on a federal level. Um, it's probably going to be New Jersey or Pennsylvania or New York or someone over on the East coast. That's going to make it impossible. Um, but they are manageable now, you know, uh, the 15 and up models, 15 to 20. Um, we have DPF alternatives. We have, uh, Pittsburgh power and catalyst. We have diesel force cleaning. Um, but it's just a different sort of preventative maintenance that we have to do, um, <clears throat> for the dealing with these trucks, but you got to keep them clean. If you don't keep them clean, yeah. there'll be nothing but trouble. That's the thing. We, you know, we're, we're using this as an experiment because as you well know, Oh sevens and older, we don't, they're getting harder and harder to find. Uh, however, I think we're going to get another little crop of them coming up later this year and early next year. Mm-hmm. as uh, some of these owner operators, you know, uh, go tits up and we'll be able to grab some that are out there. Now, most of them have been turned into hoochie vehicles, you know, but we can unhoochie <laughs> them as well. I saw one the other day on Facebook, you know, on the uh, Columbia's group. Here was a here was a beautiful Columbia, okay? All right? Mm-hmm. Now they got, he took the side fairings off and polished the tanks, mm-hmm. okay? Moved the exhaust around to the, to the, to the sides. He took a perfectly fine aerodynamic truck and turned it into uh, a money loser. But anyway, um, so if if there's a if we have to keep going and buying trucks, you know, now you understand our model here. We have to get a truck that's cheap enough that our drivers can go pay cash for it because we forbid people to go in debt to buy a truck. So right now that's impossible because uh, these used trucks are three times what they're worth. So when the market straightens itself back out and 2016 and newer comes down to under $40,000, then that makes that a, 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 a business model that works with the, with the uh, contingency that we take the truck and we get the diesel force cleaning done to it. We run the catalyst. We've changed all the sensors. You know, we do everything. And now we have the diesel, the DPF alternatives that can actually rebuild the one box if we need to. Yeah. So we have lots of options that to 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 not be reliant on the dealerships and the current technology to keep that truck operating. Uh, we don't have to do that anymore. We've we found ways to do it on our own without using dealerships and uh, and OEMs. And so uh, that as soon as it becomes feasible on a on 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 the financial side, and that means the truck's got to be under forty grand and be a 2016 or newer, uh, then yeah, we'll start looking at doing that, you know? Um, but I will tell you right now, if I can find an 07 or older with a D with a, you know, with, with EGR only, uh, that's not been deleted. I'll buy it anytime. I'll pay more for it than I will for a 2016. Um, yeah. 40 grand. Well, and here's, so here's the other, the other, kind of elephant in the room with the Cascadia and the T680 and the 387 Pete. uh, and, and my 2017 Ram 1500, okay? All of these bells and whistles that are made for driver comfort um, are uh, problematic, right? That you Because the, the inside of the truck, these old Columbias, um, it's fuses and switches. That's it, right? There's no, there, there's no computer module that makes the windows go up and down and makes the interior lights come on. And the radio going off won't make the truck stop going down the road. Right. And we've literally heard, I've heard service people talk about 
there being a problem with the radio that shut the truck down. Right. I mean, all this stuff, all these computer processors and stuff, and it's cool. Listen, I love my Ram, but I feel like it's a ticking time bomb. It, yeah, it's great. I can sit here at my desk and hit the button when it's cold and make it start. And, 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 you know, I got all this fancy shit, but, um, uh, when that stuff goes bad, it goes really, really, really bad. And so even back to the 08 and 09 Cascadias, they had computer modules that turned the lights on, on, off and on. Um, and so that's another problem you have to overcome in, in addition to the, uh, the emissions problems. And so the Columbia's, you know, yes, they're loud. No, they don't ride good. You get they're They're hot when they're hot and they're cold when they're cold, but God, they're easy to work on. And that's what I'm, when I'm trying to haul freight to make a profit in business, I don't need all those bells and whistles. I need a truck that will go when I put it in gear. That's what I'm after. And so that's just going to be another extra layer, you know, cause when your air conditioner quits, well, is it on mine? I know it's one of, as you found out last week in our podcast, it's one of a few components. Well, what if it's a $2,000 module that won't turn the damn compressor on, you know, and, and it's got all kinds of other stuff that doesn't work either. I, that's, it's just something I wish we could. You know, avoid. there's a good possibility that we could jump straight from lunatic trucks to electric. We could go around the DPF completely. So I think there's, I think that's, I know he's scratching his ass right now. going, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. But I, I, uh, I, I think there's a, there's potential that we, because the electric trucks are not going to be as expensive as these trucks. Okay. And so once they come out, once they get out there and get the bugs worked out of them and there's on the secondary market, I think we could go, go straight from lunatic to electric truck and screw the DPF, you know? So <clears throat> I'm not gonna hold my breath on that one. I'm not a big believer in electric stuff. <clears throat> well, but, I'm know. not a big believer in the one box. Okay. So given the two, I, I know how to fix the motor. Okay. Electric motors, windings. Okay. Magnets and windings. So, <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, well, Sean says, didn't know you could rebuild a one box. Well, it, you couldn't until here recently. Uh, our local guy here, Chase at DPF alternatives. Um, I believe it's called Recor. Um, um, and they can rebuild the insides. Now what, what I have found interesting and they, the parts manager at uh, the Freightliner dealer and I were talking about this today. Um, they know that there are manufacturing defects with these things. Uh, something about welds underneath the bottom, things are cracking and that you can go in the, the down here in Milton, at Ch they've got a welder that will go in and weld things on the bottom that, that does away with leaks or whatever it is. So, um, now, you know, I have a, I have a favorite ask of you all. Okay. Uh -huh. DPF alternatives is a franchise. Okay. They're, they're everywhere. Now, you didn't hear this from them. You heard it from us. So call them and tell them you heard about their product from us and that they should be on here as a sponsor. Okay? Oh, there you go. I Remind like them like that, that we're the ones spreading the damn news about them, that they're not spreading on their own. And you heard about their product from a couple of these lunatic guys, and they need to sponsor us and give them their information. Okay? So yep. do that for me, would you please? <clears throat> <clears throat> No, Matthew's taking shots at my truck. There's a reason they're known to tick. Well, 90,000 miles of my lifters are starting to tick. So, you know, um, 
it is what it is. It's built by a union, man. What can I tell you? Easy now. You're really going to start fighting now. Okay. Well, hour and 39. Let me make sure there's no other questions that we haven't. Um, Rocky's putting together some kind of deal here on the yeah. side. Rocky, Rocky, we got any, we get a commission on this deal? Yeah. Rocky's really kind of, we get a over, we get something out of over, over, uh, what am I trying to say? <laughs> I don't know. You've had a long weekend. I have. I have. And, um, there was bourbon involved this weekend. Um, not to the extent that it would, you were involved with it last time you were in Chicago, by the way. Yeah. Clarence says, you know, it's pretty bad sitting here salivating over that beer Chris is drinking on a live, knowing that I can't have one sitting here in my truck. Hey, listen, the fleet manager life is good. You know, not having <laughs> to drive trucks all the time. It, it, it has its benefits. All right. So let's do some, let's do some business here. Pittsburgh power. Okay. OPS. We're, we're a distributor. You know, we'd love to have your business. Max mileage. We're a distributor. Chris has the stuff in West Virginia. If you're a Max mileage customer and you want to get a refill, take your jugs over there. We'll refill them. We'll save you about 20 bucks a gallon by doing it that way. If you're not, Hang on a minute. I thought, I thought we weren't going to do that because of what a mess. Remember we had that conversation. About well, we gotta get we gotta get rid of what you got, okay? So okay, well, listen, I, I have if found you're not, that refilling. If you're not an existing customer, we will send you a fresh gallon, okay? Um, he's bitching because he has to actually get out of the chair there and go do something, okay? That's really what's wrong, all right? Um, and um, you know we we don't have a uh, we don't really have an open seat available, but listen, if you've got uh, a truck that you'd like for us to manage for you um find a driver do all the work like we do get a hold of us more importantly if you're uh, currently a bco and you're um a little bit worried about the market and how things are going you need some help trying to figure out what your cost per mile is and even understanding what that word means um get a hold of us we'll set you up and talk to you and if you want us to mentor you and, and help you get through this thing and get your business on track, if that needs, needs to happen, let us know. We'll be happy to work with you and help you. So, yep. We've got a couple of dispatch spots available. Um, and listen, we, we, we got to get you guys looking at this accounting stuff. You got to know your numbers. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know how healthy or unhealthy your business is. And, uh, and we've got that, you know, we haven't really hit that as hard, uh, as we have the dispatch stuff. Um, Obviously, we can increase your income. Um, I can certainly do that because I am the trip planning ninja. But um, a dollar saved is a dollar earned. And um, if you if you don't know your numbers because you're not doing that entry, um, you, you got to get that stuff done. Lunatic shirts. We got them on the website. They're in the store, Pete. So uh, those of you guys that didn't come to the event, shame on you. But we have lunatic T-shirts that are for sale in the store while they last. We can't, we're not going to re, there'll be a different one every year. That one, once it goes away, it goes away, it becomes a collector's item. So get what's there and you'll have the original one. So, and don't forget to order your oh, lunatic yeah. poster. Don't My wife made yeah. these. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Signed lunatic poster. There you go. So probably put that cost up, more to ship put it. Put that up in your wind. Put that up in your window, and we guarantee you won't get pulled over by the DOT. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Okay. Well, I think we've done enough damage for one night. 
We will be back next week on Sunday and the following week on Saturday because we'll be doing an orientation in Hurricane. That is correct. That all right. Is correct. So, well, all right, guys. Uh, thanks for. Oh, one more question. Do you know someone between Daytona and Jackson and Assault and OPS? Uh, what? I don't know. Um, uh, Dave, we'll think about that. If we'll, 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 uh, email you if we can come up with an answer there. Uh, actually, actually Rocky might know somebody. Um, uh, well, that's what he's asked. He's asking Rocky. Oh, he's asking. Okay. Okay. All right. Good. That they're having their side conversation over there in our comment section. Yeah. We need to send Rocky a bill. Okay. For, yeah. We need a commission. Part, part of the, part of the airtime for this deal right here. So, yeah. Well, well, let's, we didn't plug Rocky. Uh, North North Florida MD Alignment. That's what Rocky, he used to be a BCO. And uh, now he's an MD Alignment guy, a damn good one. Um, you know, we used to always talk about Chad out in Kansas City until we met Rocky. And so now we've kind of just sort of drifted. Not that there's anything wrong with Chad. Still, still a great guy. But, um, you know, Rocky's got, we have his truck and we, we operate his truck as in, in the Blue Ribbon Fleet. And you know, we, uh, we send him all of our business now and recommend him. So if you guys need a, an alignment or any type of suspension work, uh, get a hold of uh, Rocket North Florida MD alignment. He's in the Jacksonville area. And, uh, I guarantee you, listen, we had a guy at the, at the, at the event, you know, Rocky came to the event and line trucks there. We had a guy there that had been at three or four other alignment shops. Some of them were MD alignment shops and they didn't, couldn't find his vibration. It wasn't 15 minutes. And Rocky found his vibration and fixed it there at the event. So uh, the man knows of what he speaks. Yep. So um, give Rocky a call and uh, let him help you out with your suspension problem. So with that, Chris, yep. I'm going to say good night. And we'll see all of you guys next week on Saturday or Sunday, Sunday, normal time. And get a hold of your DPF representative, DPF alternatives. And tell them they need to sponsor the Blue Ribbon Podcast, okay? And uh, and anybody else that you think would be a benefit, uh, as long as we believe in their product. So we've turned down many because we don't believe in the crap that they do. So yep. anyway, all right. All right, we'll see everybody next week. Later, guys. Thanks.